Company Watch Financial Analytics. Hello and welcome to the Company Watch podcast. I'm Joe Ketner, CEO of Company Watch, and I'm joined by Nick Hood, Financial and Commercial Risk Analyst. Welcome, Nick. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, everybody. So, hello, we're recording today's episode in the morning of Friday, the 8th of October. And our big theme um, for, for this week is really cost of living and inflation. I think that is the, the thing that has been dominating um, the news this week. So we'll we'll look at some of the, um, the stats that have been um, coming out around that and, and also some forecasts about what is likely to, to be happening in the early part of 2022. Um, there's also a, a really detailed British Chamber of Commerce survey, which Nick has um, been enjoying reading through and getting all, all the um, <laughs> interesting stats from. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And finally, we come back to our friend, the construction sector as our kind of canary in the coal mine. Do we, we kind of think of this yeah. sector as a real, yeah. in, a really interesting um case study of, of what is likely to be um, coming up um, for, for the economy as a whole. So Nick, let, let's, first of all, let's, let's talk about inflation and, and cost yes. of living. Yes. Now, I mean, where do we start? I mean, a, a week is a long time in economics, it seems, because um, um, just a week ago, we were talking about the Bank of England edging ever so gently towards admitting that um, inflation would go higher and might last longer. And, they, and, and then the market expectation just a week ago uh, was that um, inflate, you know, CPI inflation, the main measure, would go f- go to four and a half, probably five percent in in 2022. This week, the expectation is that um, CPI will hit six percent, and RPI, wow. which which the government is furiously and for good reason try to do away with, but which still influences things like train fares and student debt interest rates and a lot of government borrowing mm-hmm. is likely to go to 7%. Wow. And of course, the, the thing about that is, and we'll come on to some comments by the, um, the new Bank of England uh, chief economist, um, is that there comes a point where the Bank of England cannot ignore this. Mm anymore and that raises the spectre of the thing that terrifies everybody which is a which is a rise in interest, interest rates. rates yeah but um it, it's interesting i mean when i was putting together my notes for this it was before um the the bank of england chief economist um put his head above the parapet and shocked everybody yesterday um but i was just listing and i was i was thinking you know People, you know, Bank of England and others were still talking about inflation in terms of, you know, a blip and talking about base effects. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we know what's going on now. We've just had the um, energy price cap um, hiked, and we know a lot of other costs are rising, are rising rapidly. But I actually shifted my focus and I look forward to the spring. Know, the um, early the the sort of April time uh, yeah. run, the run up to um, spring, and when you look at what's going to happen, then you've got a one point two five percent rise in national insurance, which of course is a two point five percent rise in national insurance because of course it cuts both ways absolutely both ways. yeah um, the uh, that rate for hospitality which has just gone from five percent to twelve and a half percent then goes up to twenty percent yeah the prediction is that. Council tax bills will rise by 
3.6% is the figure I've read, but could be higher. Train fares are predicted to rise by 12% over the next two years, of which a big chunk will come because they're influenced by RPI. And uh, yesterday, uh, there were warnings from the uh, energy market regulators that the energy price cap um, is likely to, to be reviewed in April and could rise by as much as 30%. And of course, it's all very well, you know, the, the, the media and the politicians are focusing on, you know, the why and the wherefore of, of all of that and the price cap and, you know, how it operates and is it a good idea. But what everybody forgets, I think I mentioned it last time, <clears throat> is that there is no price cap for business. No. So, no. for example, give you a, that's very I mean, true. I, I, do, I do not expect any um, uh, any violins to be played at this point. But for example, this morning there's an announcement that um, uh, Sanjeev Gupta is having to delay the <clears throat> the restart of his Liberty Steel operations because um, the, his uh, the cost of producing steel has gone through the proverbial roof. Um, because of the know, energy. Mm. So, uh, so you've got all these things happening and you've got the what's going to happen over the next five, six months is the feed through of the um, impact of surging labour rates in agriculture, transport, wherever you look. Um, and we have um, another rise in the minimum wage coming up. And the Tory party conference was, was being used as a vehicle to um, flag the possibility that that might be a, a, a more significant increase than expected, which is to a good thing. I mean, and, then, and actually, the narrative thing. that we're getting is that this is a great thing because it's leading to higher wages um, yep. in the economy. But of course, you know that, that doesn't actually translate, as you're saying, into spending power. The costs are all going up. It's not. It's not new money that's coming into the yeah. um, into the economy. It's just that the the wage increases are. Uh, uh, you know, people need those in order to be able to to just maintain a current standard of living. In fact, absolutely, nobody, nobody wins with um, wage increases that aren't matched by productivity improvements. Yeah. But that's another topic for another day. We just don't have time yeah. for that. I will, I will um, hang on to my um, uh, my favourite quote of the week about the UK having one of the lowest. Um, robot densities per hundred workers in the developed world. We'll come back to that. Come back to that. That's, yeah, that some is a, that's something definitely but, to come but, Anyway, sum all of this up. Um, you know, uh, it's difficult to see how anybody can think that this is going to be a 4% inflation rate and it's going to be as temporary as the Bank of England would love mm. it to be. And lo and behold, yesterday, out um, ahead above the parapet comes the delightfully named Hugh Pill, the new uh, chief economist. Uh, yeah, Bank a England. replacement for Andy Haldane, yeah. Andy Haldane's, uh, and, and, and he appears to agree with much of what Andy Haldane says mm. uh, now. And the key quote from his from his comments yesterday was, the magnitude, and this is doublespeak, the economist and Bank of England money, uh, doublespeak is wonderful. The magnitude and duration of the transient inflation spike is proving greater than expected. <laughs> I mean, which basically no longer transient. Basically, it's going to be higher and it's going to be longer. And he went on to say, this combination has all the hallmarks of an adverse supply shock centered on mismatches in the labour market. Well, that's that's stating Mm. absolutely obvious. Uh, And finally, went on to say, in my view, 
the balance of risks is currently shifting towards great, great concerns, not concern, great mm. concerns about the inflation look as the current strength of inflation looks set to prove more long lasting than originally anticipated. So you, you said that already that, 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 you know, because we, we were expecting um, interest rate rises in the early part of 2022, but already now you're saying the market is, is starting to be expecting, well, hoping I, for perhaps is, is better, I, a, a rise in November, just to show that the Bank of England are taking this seriously. Well, I know, because if you remember, I mean, I mean, it's not that long since we were talking about the bank not addressing the inflation risk again until the February meeting, because mm-hmm. it was waiting to see what was happening to employment. Well, I sort of think events have, uh, have rather overtaken that yeah. um, that approach. And I, 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 it, it seems to me, and the market seems to think this, that you absolutely, you know, the Bank of England has got to make some signal that it's prepared to tackle this, yeah. because otherwise this is a, this is a doom loop. It's a terrible, terrible doom loop. So, I mean, we 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 were looking at um, at other um, indicators, and it and it is really hard. You know, we we've talked about this um, before. We've had my colleague Adam Stones on looking at kind of GDP figures and how you know they're all put together. We are expecting the the monthly um, GDP figures for August in the next week or so. I think yes. when I looked at the release calendar, so that might give us a slight kind of indication of what's happening. But I think even then, that will be too early to to see. But you know, the, even from the from the from the GDP side of things. We're perhaps not expecting to to be doing as well as um, as we as we'd hoped, and again, that that will that is not good news. Yes, um, and it's and, and it's interesting. There was a there was a survey out which, which feeds into what we're talking about with um, upward cost pressures, but also looks slightly more broadly um, out out um, from KPMG and the Recruitment and Employment Confederation, the REC. They spoke to four hundred firms. And they concluded that starter salaries and temporary staff pay is rising at the fastest rate since their survey started in 1997. And they talk about, again, it's telling us things we know, but this is from now we're getting uh, something other than speculation here. Some of the quotes from the survey, um, near record fall in candidate availability, Many workers do not have the skills needed to transfer to the sectors with the most demand. Mm-hmm. So we're back to the business investment, and we're going to come back to that in a minute. Yeah. And the the the, the quote that's relevant to what 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 is the 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 apparent new economic mantra of, of, of the government? Wage growth alone is unlikely to sustain economic recovery. And we know that we 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 know that we're back to my yeah. um, my low robot density. Yeah. With, uh, without... and investment. We, and we know that investment is a kind of driver, and you need to be, you know, it's not just paying people more; <coughs> it's actually producing more um, more more things. Nick, should we should we move on to the British Chamber of Commerce um, survey? That seems like quite good um, quite a good time to actually move into some more detailed um, figures, following on from the the KPMG um, survey. Yes. Yes. Now, this is this survey was out um, on Wednesday. Um, this is a quarterly survey, been been going on for a very long time. This uh, survey, and they speak to five, or they spoke this type occasion to five thousand seven hundred firms. So it's a decent old um, survey. Yeah. Um, being the the BCC, it will be skewed towards small, medium sized, and smaller yeah. businesses. Mm-hmm. 
generally, if it was the IOD, it might be something different. Yeah. Um, and now the good the, the good news, and there was some good news, is that business activity appears to be improving. 47% of the firms reported higher domestic sales. Uh, and that's the best um, positive reporting since pre-pandemic. And which cut period are we covering here? This is Q3. Right. Okay. Lovely. So it's really it's so nice it's, and it's, it's very current. recent. Yeah. It's absolutely current. Yeah. Um, but 47% of the firms expected to increase prices in the next three months. Um, and the split between services and manufacturing, 38% in uh, services um, thought they'd raise prices. That's the highest reading since Q3 2008. Wow. Okay. And um, in manufacturing, 60% of firms expected to raise prices. That is the highest figure since the, this survey began in 1989. So it's been it's been a while. Um, 20% of firms are seeing reduced cash flow. And another 40% are seeing no improvement in cash flow. So, so cash generation is continues to be an issue, which is not really very surprising. Mm. Um, the one that worries me most of all is uh, it's clear that investment is lagging behind the wider recovery. 13% of the firms in, the, in that quarter had reduced their investment and 59% had not increased it. Well, presumably we're talking from a lowish base anyway you know we're we are um because we, we know that business investment in general from the bank of england figures and so on is is pretty low um it, at the moment compared to what what you'd expect yeah i mean the survey talks about uh, the business community being behind the recovery curve um you know and and the and the, the recovery curve will not continue upwards if indeed it is continuing if, if it is upward at all without investment mm. it just simply doesn't work that way um, 52% uh, of the survey cited inflation as an increased cause for concern. Um, and uh, most, and, and funny enough, actually, the blame, uh, particularly in manufacturing, is, is at this stage still just on raw materials as the driver of inflation. 88% of manufacturers blame raw material uh, inflation um, okay. for, for pushing them towards higher prices. Only 10% were blaming pay settlements, which sort of tells me that the worst impact of, of, of this new higher wage economy um, is yet to come. Is yet to come. Is yeah. yet to come. So all in all, it's not a particularly pretty sight, but it's good news that, you know, the higher domestic sales, the cynic would say, well, of course, domestic sales must be rising because exports are exports so hard. Mm. Um, so that, that's, um, that's an interesting, uh, interesting picture. Ah, and then finally, construction. Oh, I'm so sorry. We keep, you know, I'm ex-construction, so it's sort of in my blood a little bit. Um, the uh, highly respected, um, in fact, described in, in some of the comments as the bellwether, um, IHS Market um, Chartered Institute of Purchasing um, and Supply Managers. The, the, anyway, the, the IHS Market CIPS. PMI, Purchasing Manager Index, total activity in September had plunged to 52.6. So it's still positive. Mm -hmm. 50 plus is positive. 50 below is, not, is, is, is declining, down from 55.2% in August. But some of the other comments around all this, um, 
Pace of construction growth slowed further in September as the industry saw its worst month for order books since January's lockdown. Um, the a rapid drop in subcontractor availability in September sparked the steepest rise in subcontractor charges since the survey began in 1997. Wow, wow. Um, and, and the really critical thing here, and, and here I'm looking uh, looking towards what GDP will look like in the rest of the year, some buyers survey says warned that the unpredictable pricing environment had slowed clients' decision-making on new orders and had led to delays with contract awards. So what you're seeing here um, is the, the reality of what um, supply chain disruption does to an industry, mm. where you know, it starts with a scrabble to get hold of materials and labour, and the industry has been pretty good on the labour side at managing that. It then moves through into um, problems with um, losses, losses on contracts, where the uh, you know delivery delays because of, uh, of of HGV driver availability. You see reducing profitability, and now you've got falling order books. Yeah. Uh, this is this is this is a shrinking sector, and it's one of the key sectors in the. Economy. And you know, and it, and it does, and it feeds us. You know, it's it's it is not helped, is it, by the this kind of ongoing uncertainty? You know, what is going to yeah. happen in the in the future? Yeah. And there's still, you know, you know, the whole business investments problem, yeah. you know, comes back to this this lack of confidence in um, in people being able to 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 kind of feel that investing now will actually have a a payback in five years time which is these yeah. you know the, the horizon that people are, are looking at and better to to not make a decision because yeah. you know things might um things might be very different in a month or two months time so yeah, yeah really interesting thank you very much for, for picking on, up on that um nick i think that's that covers most of the things that we wanted to talk about um this week so thank you as ever for for bringing your your research and your um your commentary and your thoughts to to, to what's happening thanks everybody for listening until next time goodbye Thank you.